Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Talking HTML, the audio video internet thing for web developers who are just starting out. This is episode number 40 something or another, and I am your host, Tom Norman. And today I am going to be talking about CSS positioning, uh, showing you my HTML and my CSS code on stream here. This is the first time I am doing this, so you are going to have to deal with me fumbling about for a while and probably my dogs barking because they've been whiny, whiny little dogs all day. So first thing we're going to start out with is looking at the HTML. And I am going to move us over to the main show. This is what I'm going to be working with today. On the left-hand side, you're going to see the HTML. And in the middle of the screen, you're going to see three boxes all nested, uh, different colors titled box one, box two, box three. Um, so first, on the left-hand side, we're going to be looking at the HTML. Start out with the doc type, open up with the HTML. I have my head with the style sheet being attached to the screen.css. Close out the head, and then I have my body set. Inside the body, I have three nested divs. Well, two nested divs inside of a third. Uh, so my first div opens ID equals box one. Uh, inside of that is in H2, so that's my heading. That's showing box one. Uh, after that, I have my second nested div, which is box two. So open up that div ID equals box two with an H2 of box two, which is that heading. And then inside nested that is an open div with box three as an ID, H2, box three, and then close out that div. So I'm closing out box three. And then right after that, I'm closing out uh, box two. Then after that, I'm closing out box one and then closing out the body and closing out the HTML. Um, for a lot of this stuff, I have some other shows uh, in regards to your basic coding. Um, I should have looked that up before I started this so I could give you reference. Um, but if you go back through the archives, uh, shopandcreative.com or uh, any place where you can get a podcast, you can go and find how to open and close your divs. If you've made it this far, you know this stuff already. Uh, so classes, IDs, and opening and closing your elements should not be an issue. Um, so I'm not necessarily going to gloss over that, but kind of did. The next thing we're going to look at is CSS. Um, I start out with a CSS reset, meaning that my browser, uh, I'm taking away all of the preset browser settings for my uh, CSS. So I'm setting um, body H1, H2, everything getting rid of the margins, getting rid of the padding, um, putting the font size to a basic 10 pixel. Uh, so if, you, if you're a person who uses M's, which I recommend doing, it makes it really easy to size your, um, size your fonts. If you go uh, with a base 10 as your pixel size for all your fonts, you can then adjust accordingly. Uh, you can make your H1 uh, 2M, which would make it 20 pixel. Uh, 2.5M would be 25 pixel, 1.5M, 15 pixel. You get the idea. It kind of, it's an easy way to know exactly what your uh, headings are going to be as far as your font sizes. So we have that set up to a base 10. Uh, min height is 100 variable width. So that's 100% of the view width, not variable width, view width. So that's your screen. Uh, max width is 100%. Uh, 
animations are okay so now here we're done with the end of the css reset and um, we're going to start with box one box one h2 and so on so i have it set to everything is displayed as a block um, under box one here on the left we have border one pixel solid um, you don't i didn't really need borders but i have it in here just so you can visually see um, that I'm adding a border. The background is black, so box one, we have a black background. Uh, we have a height of 500 pixels and a width of 500 pixels, so it is literally a square. Uh, margin, I have it short coded, so 10% top, zero right, zero bottom, 10% left. That gets it away from the edge of the screen. Um, H2, so the um, dollar sign or hash mark, whatever you want to, a dollar sign. Uh, the hash mark, um, box dash one, space H2. That's how we're designating it, or we're uh, selecting it in the CSS. We have a font size of 3M, so that is 30 pixels. And we have a color of white. So it's not background color, it is color. When you choose color as a CSS selector, that is choosing the font. Underneath that, we have uh, box two, display block, border one pixel solid. Background is white. We have a height of 350 pixels and a width of 350 pixels so as a block as well. And by default, the font color is black. Or not by default, by selection here. Uh, we have a font size of three, um, so that's 30 pixels. And then finally, we have box number three nested inside of box two, which box two is nested inside of box one. We have a display of block. We have the border. Uh, we have a background of purple. We have a height and a width of 175 pixels. And then we have a font size of the H2 of 2.5M, which is 25 pixels and a color of white. Now that we have the HTML and the CSS set, and as a side note, I will have all of this in my show notes. Uh, so you can just copy and paste my HTML and my CSS to start if you don't want to type it all out, or if you just want to pay attention and uh, kind of watch to see what I'm doing here. So getting back to the actual show, the position property specifies the type of positioning method that is going to be used on your element. And there are five different position values. There's static, which is your default, relative, fixed, absolute, and sticky. Static is uh, how all of your HTML elements are positioned by default. Um, they're not affected by the top, bottom, left, and right properties. So inside of all of these static, relative, fixed, absolute, and sticky, you will be using um, the property is bottom, left, uh, right, top, and Z index. Uh, bottom sets the bottom margin edge. Uh, left sets the left edge. Right sets the right edge. And top sets the top edge. Um, <laughs> Z index uh, sets the stack order of the element. So you can uh, go from zero to a million if you want to. Um, and basically what that means is if you have boxes overlapping each other, the higher the number, 
the more to the forefront it's going to be. So if you have a Z index of zero, a Z index of one, and a Z index of three, the Z index of three will be on top, Z index of one will be the middle, Z index of zero will be the bottom, and you can kind of rearrange your items based on um, how you want them to look stacked on top of each other. Uh, so an element with a position of static is not positioned in any special way. It's basically always positioned according to the normal flow of the page. Meaning that if I have all three of my items nested, as you can see, then um, that's just the way they are. That's relative, it's, or it's uh, static. It's where I stuck them in the HTML. Uh, next, we're gonna talk about relative positioning. Uh, positioned relative to its normal position, so it is relative to how it's supposed to be. So setting the top, right, bottom, and left properties of a relatively positioned element will cause it to be adjusted away from its normal position. So if I give it a position of, let's go box two, we'll go uh, position relative, and then we'll give it a left 10 pixels. I'll save that. And now once we look, once I refresh this, it moved box two and its contents 10 pixels to the left or to the right. Um, positive numbers will move it away from the edge. Uh, so in this case, it moved it to the right. If I would have done it negative, it would have moved it to the left and outside of the box. So to see that, we'll give it negative 100. We'll save it. Refresh this. And now it moved it 100 pixels to the left. And this is how you can get some pretty decent looking uh, websites just by positioning your blocks that are stacked or to the left or to the right of each other and stuff. You can overlap them like this. So now if I did the same thing to box three, we're gonna go box three, position relative. We're gonna go left, let's go 250 pixels. We're gonna save that. Go back to this and refresh that. And now we have an overlapping style. We have the box two overlapping uh, the left and breaking out of box one. And we have box three uh, breaking out of the right-hand side of box two and overlapping, uh, covering up a bit of box one. So now we have some design elements, just basic design elements um, for these three boxes that aren't just your basic, here we have three stack boxes. Now I'm gonna remove this so we can start over. And so and basically the same thing, uh, you go top, and I'll just show you top here real quick. We'll change the, in box three, we're gonna change the uh, left 250 pixels to top 250. We're gonna save that. And we're gonna reload this. And now box three has almost completely broken out of the bottom end of box two and has broken out of box one.
So just by changing top left, right, bottom, you can change uh, the actual location of the box without changing the pixels at all. Um, and remember negative brings it in the other direction. So if I did negative 250 pixels, that would break it out of the top of the box. And now it's broken completely out of box two on the on the top end and it's covering up the uh, h2 wording of box one and is broken out of box one as well so play around with it uh, relative positioning is really cool when you're trying to move uh, your elements even just slightly 10 pixels 15 pixels three pixels relative positioning is really handy and really useful when you're trying to get down to the granular um, and even when you're trying to do some big things. The problem that you're gonna run into with a lot of this positioning is when you resize your screens, you're gonna to have to do some media queries to try and get them to flow properly at smaller screens like your tablets and your phones. So something to keep in mind that just because I have it like this on a desktop doesn't mean that this is how it's gonna look once it shrinks down. So now getting back to it, we're going to remove this and we're going to remove the top 250 pixels from box three. And I have to remember to be very specific when I talk because this is also going out in podcast form. So we're going to go back to the browser, reload, and everything goes back the way it was because I removed the uh, left and top properties of the CSS from box two and box three. So now we're starting back to our base level here. Next up we have fixed or positioned relative to the viewport. And the viewport is your screen, which means it always stays in the same place even if the page is scrolled uh, top, right, bottom, and left properties are used to position the element, of course. Um, and a fixed element does not leave a gap in the page where it would normally have been located. Meaning that um, if I were to uh, put box two in a fixed position, it would actually physically leave that spot and not leave a gap. So when you float items, um, it's kind of the, it removes it from the flow of, of the website. Um, I guess is the best way to put it. So by changing it to fixed, let's, oh, let's do box one. Let's make box one fixed. Fizzed, fixed, if I could spell properly. And I just distracted myself. So we'll go position fixed. We'll save it. And we'll just see what happens if we don't designate anything at all. If we just get, don't give it a top left, bottom right. Nothing really happened. It moved down a little bit. It's a fixed position. It's where it's at. So nothing really happened. Now let's give it a top of 20 pixels and a right of 45, oh, 45 pixels, control save. 
So box one, I just gave a top of 20 pixels and a right of 45 pixels. Let's reload. There we go. It is more than 45 pixels on the top and let's see why that is. Probably because I have a margin of 10%. So it's going um, the 10% and then another 20 pixels beyond that 10%. And then it's 45 pixels to the right. So we have 45 pixels here. 10% gets us right to about this point and then another 20 pixels underneath it. Now, everything inside of that box has moved because I took that entire container and applied it to, um, to the main, main box. Going back to it, we are going to remove the position fixed and the top 20 and right 45 pixels. And we're going to give box two a position of fixed. So we're changing it from relative to fixed. And we're going to give that a bottom of 100 pixels and a right of 50 pixels. We're going to save it and refresh the browser. There we go. So the... Box two has moved. It is 100 pixels from the bottom, 50 pixels from the right. And as you can see, as the screen scrolls, that box goes nowhere. That is where it lives. That is new. its new home and will not be going anywhere. Now, I can do the same thing with box three. We will give box three a fixed position. Not boxed, fixed. And we'll give it a left, man, my typing is atrocious today. Left, 45 pixels, and a top of one pixel. We'll save it. We'll go back to the browser and reload it. Look at that. Box three is now in the upper left-hand corner of my browser. Box two is staying in this position uh, towards the bottom right-hand corner of the browser. And box one is where it should be. And moving when as I, as I scroll, box three does not move. Box two does not move. We are set for my wonderful design. And this is how fixed positioning works. Now, disclaimer, same thing, mobile browsers, um, tablets, phones, whatever. As it shrinks, these boxes are literally going to stay in this exact same position. So as you shrink your screen, you run the risk of covering up other content. So you will have to run media queries or see how your content flows um, based on these fixed boxes. back to my code. I'm going to remove the top and left 
positioning from box three. And I'm going to remove the right and bottom positioning of box two. I'm gonna save it. Refresh and everything goes back to the way it should be. Oh, but look at that. I still have it set as fixed. So they are not moving. So even if you remove top and bottom, left, right, the properties of it, you still get, as long as it's set as fixed in its original location, it will stay fixed in where you set it. So as you're deleting your code in CSS and, and trying to fix things and troubleshooting, if you have items that are not moving and stuck in place, that is probably your issue is that you have it set to fixed. So you'll just need to go back into your CSS um, and remove that. Next up is absolute positioning. So absolute positioning is a position relative to the nearest positioned ancestor. So instead of positioned relative to the viewport like fixed. So what you're doing with your box is instead of making it relative to the actual screen, you're making it relative to the next uh, positioned, I quote, positioned element. So box two and box three are both positioned right now. They both have a specific position. If I change box three to, uh, yeah, let's change box three to absolute, it will no longer be to the screen. It will be to box number two because box number two has the position of fixed that is specifically positioned. So by positioning box three to absolute, it is gonna be going off of box two, which is the nearest positioned ancestor. So ancestor meaning nested. So you have your HTML, you have your body. I have the div inside of a div inside of a div. So if I had the body positioned relative or static, if I specifically made the body static, um, I could then position box one absolute, and that would be based off of the body of of the website um, the same with box uh, box two if i had box one uh, positioned anyway static if i had it specifically in the code positioned i could then position box two absolute based off of box one so that's what i'm going to do with box three here so box three i have positioned absolute we're going to go top 10 pixels and write 25 pixels. So now in theory, as I go through, box three will not break out of box two. It'll stay inside of box two because that is where it's taking its positioning from. So we'll reload, there we go. So now box three is, how many pixels did I do? Box three is now 10 pixels from the top here and uh, what did I say 25 pixels from the right so we have this positioned inside of here that is basically it's fixed position but close or inside its own container so let's go back 
and try that again. So let's go, what happens if I do box two? Let's just try something. Box two is gonna be absolute. We'll go, just, we'll just go left 25 pixels. Load. Now it's going absolute off of the screen, which is the HTML, because um, how does that work? You know what? I'm actually, I'm actually stumped myself. I might have to look that up. Um, I think because HTML itself, uh, somebody can probably correct me at some point, which I'm sure I probably will, but the HTML document itself is probably specifically positioned. So that's probably what it's doing. I'll you know what? I'll look that up and I'll get that back to you next next uh, next episode. Hmm. Stump myself. Or surprised myself. However, let's let's actually do that again. So let's go left twenty-five pixels. And then we're gonna set box one to position. Relative. We're gonna save it. We're gonna go back here, control reload. There, now we fixed it. By designating a position uh, for box one, instead of box two being 25 pixels off of the screen, it is now 25 pixels off of box one, the way that it should be. Going back in, we'll remove that position there. We'll save, we'll go back to the browser, reload. Box three is still where it's at. Box two is back to the side of box one because I took away its left, uh, left positioning of 25 pixels. And next, I will talk about Sticky. So a lot of you have probably heard of sticky menus. Um, making something sticky, quote unquote, makes it um, stop at a certain position on your screen after scrolling. So it's basically, it's a position based on the user's scroll position. A sticky element toggles between relative and fixed depending on the scroll position. It is positioned relative until a given offset position is met in the viewport. Then it sticks in place, uh, like position fixed. So we'll give it, we'll go back to the code. And I'm going to remove the, now how do I want to do this? Because if I, I don't have enough content to show. Let me see here. I know what I'll do. I will attempt to make box one, we'll make it position sticky. 
and we'll give it top position. So once it reaches, uh, let's call it, let's see what happens, 300 pixels. Uh, so once it hits 300 pixels from the top, it'll stick. It'll stop moving as the screen scrolls. So everything, if I had a whole page load of content um, that scrolled for 20 minutes, um, as I scrolled, box one would stay at the top of the page once it hit 300 pixels from the top, and all the content would then flow underneath it as I continue to scroll. So I save that. We're going to go back to the browser. We're going to save. Control-C. Oops, not what I wanted to do. Control-Reload. And it bumped it down. All right, so let's try. Oh, it bumped it down because it is 300 pixels from the top. Okay. Let's try giving it 100 pixels. Let's see if that makes a difference. Control save. Control reload. So if you notice, it stops as I scroll, as I'm holding onto the sidebar here. The box goes up about 100 pixels and then stops, but I'm able to continue scrolling. So if I had more content underneath, that would continue to scroll up. So my recommendation for you to try this out would be to add more content to your document and then, you know, just add a whole bunch of blocks, colored blocks, um, or even just one colored block that's like a thousand pixels tall. And actually, I can probably do that myself. So we're going to go to the HTML we're going to add a div, uh, we'll call it ID equals box four. Save that. I'm just going to copy the CSS from box one. Go down to the bottom, change the box one to box four. We will make it 1500 pixels. Oh, nope, we want it 500 pixels wide. We want it 1500 pixels tall. Definitely not sticky. Definitely remove the property there. We'll do this real quick, see what happens. Let's go back here, control reload. Now we have a box there. And we want to change the color so you can see. We'll make that color uh, orange. Control reload. Now we have an orange box. And as you can see, as I scroll, the orange box flows underneath box one, box two, and box three because box one is sticky. And once it hits, 100 pixels from the top, it is stopping. And we scroll, and now we got to the bottom of the orange section here. That's how sticky works. That's how you create a sticky menu in CSS.
So kind of as I was talking about earlier, overlapping elements. Uh, when elements are positioned, they can overlap other elements, making it uh, nice to have kind of a boxy layout or, you know, you can kind of overlap images onto other content. Um, Z index property specifies the stack order of an element. So kind of as I was saying earlier in the episode, um, the higher the number, the more to the forefront it's going to be. So if you have 50 elements that you have a Z index on, as you change the Z index, they're going to go uh, three-dimensional closer, I guess you would say closer or further away from the front of the screen. Um, if two positioned elements overlap without a Z index specified, the element positioned last in the HTML code will be shown on top. So looking at my HTML, as we have div ID box one and div ID box four, uh, if I did not have, because I don't have them Z indexed, um, the one box four, if they overlapped, would show up on top because this is the last one. It reads it kind of like uh, an English book, uh, left to right, top to bottom. So going top to bottom, uh, box four is the most recent item and that shows on top. If I moved box four above box one, so if I moved it from here and moved it up top here, uh, then box four would be first, box one would be second, and box one would then be on top if I positioned them on top of each other, if that makes any sense. And that is basically positioning in a nutshell. Um, I can do this again sometime if anybody needs a refresher, if anybody wants to have an actual conversation about it, um, I would love to talk to you about it. Uh, we can do something like this. We can do a Twitch stream or you can hit me up. Uh, I have a Discord channel, which I will put in the show notes as well as the chat here. Join our Discord. Uh, we have a bunch of uh, channels in there for uh, HTML, CSS, web development in general, um, writing, video games, stuff like that. Uh, I will put everything in show notes, like I said earlier. Um, I appreciate everybody who popped in. Plant Lamp, thank you very much. I saw your comments. Uh, I appreciate you stopping in. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at Tom M. Norman, T-O-M-M-N-O-R-M-A-N, or Shaffin Create. S-C-H-A-F-F-E-N-C-R-E-A-T-E. Shaffin Creative, we... Damn it, Plant Lamp, you're distracting me. Shaffin Creative is my side business. That is where all my work goes. That's where my writings go. I have a new book coming out probably in the next couple months that I'm editing right now. Um, and I will be doing this again, hopefully next Friday, same time, 11-ish Central uh, United States time. I will be talking about, uh, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? Let me know. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. CSS animations. I will be doing an animations demonstration using CSS next week or the week after, depending upon how my job goes and how busy I get. So thank you very much for coming. This is Talking HTML. This is the fun. This is the new hotness. I hope it worked out. 
and uh, hopefully you got something from this. Uh, until next time, thanks for stopping in.